Welcome to the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast, a free resource for gymnast parents and coaches to learn to fuel the gymnast for optimal performance and longevity in the sport. I'm your host, Christina Anderson, and I'm a pediatric and adolescent registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, a former gymnast, a current nationally rated gymnastics judge, and a wife plus dog mom. I help gymnasts and their parents learn to fuel without the stress or overwhelm so that they can reach their big goals and dreams both in and out of the sport. We want to help parents take a proactive approach to nutrition, and to do so, this podcast is all about hashtag real talk, where we tackle tough subjects about nutrition, body image, and more in the sport of gymnastics. All right, let's dive in. You're listening to episode 75 of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast. Hello and welcome back. I hope you have been enjoying our most recent episodes all about helping your gymnast get ready for competition season. We've had some amazing parent interviews. And today I want to share a couple case stories for you that I think really highlight the you versus you mentality, right? I think, you know, gymnastics is already a sport of comparison to a degree, right? I mean, you're, you're constantly looking at your gymnasts, you're looking at their teammates, gymnasts are comparing themselves to their teammates And we often just kind of use each other as our gauge to whether or not we're doing well enough in terms of performance, maybe nutrition or aesthetic or whatever that might be. And I really want to pose to you today a mindset shift. And that is really kind of the growth versus the fixed mindset when it comes to nutrition. And I want to ask, is your gymnast really okay with status quo? And you probably don't even have to think about that, right? Most type A perfectionist gymnasts want everything right, right? They want to be the best. They're competitive. And a lot of gymnasts and parents say that they want to do whatever it takes to get better, to stay healthy, et cetera. But when it comes down to nutrition, they're often content with just being fine or their gymnast just being a healthy eater or just kind of resigning themselves to it's good enough, or it's the way it is, or she'll never eat breakfast. She's never hungry. She's not a big eater. She's a picky eater, right? Like I think feeding and fueling a human, a child, a teen is such a hard job sometimes that I think, especially for sport parents, you know, sometimes they just kind of throw their hands up or try to just turn the other way and hope that it's good enough. But the reality is it probably isn't good enough for your gymnast to reach her fullest potential. And anytime I say, you know, nutrition isn't good enough, I'm not talking about healthy versus unhealthy, good versus bad. I simply mean whether or not their nutrition is adequate, whether it is enough of the right foods at the right times to really support their growth development, repair, recovery, and adaptation to training. And so I think when we're thinking about this, Simone Biles is the perfect example of someone that's not okay with the status quo, right? She is not okay with just meeting the bare minimum elite gymnastics requirements. She is not even okay with, you know, having the highest difficulty score compared to other elite gymnasts. She is constantly pushing the envelope, developing new skills, questioning, you know, her own abilities and whether or not, you know, can I add another flip to that? Can I add another twist to that? Can I do a variation of that? That is harder that will have a higher difficulty score, right? And because of that willingness, that curiosity, she has continued to just completely go through that glass ceiling, right? 
And so I think it's a great lesson for us as gymnasts and parents of when it comes to nutrition, we want to be curious and not complacent. We want to never assume that everything is fine with nutrition because more likely than not, your gymnast does have room in their performance, in their health, in their just overall quality of life and how they feel in their body. They probably do have room to improve. And so I want to share, you know, three case studies with you of examples of gymnasts that from all appearances, everything was fine. They were healthy. They never had a major injury. They were talented. They were four-star recruits. They had qualified elite, like whatever it was. If you had just looked at these gymnasts on the outside from what you saw of them on social media or what you knew of them as even a teammate, you would have thought that they were the last person that needed nutrition help. And yet all three of these gymnasts, when their parents took a proactive approach to learning how to fuel them and really being willing to be curious and say, you know, is there something that we're missing? Is there something that we could be adding just to continue to give her that edge? It had paid off in a big way for all these gymnasts. So the first gymnast, um, she was a level nine gymnast. She, you know, was super young, super talented, qualified to Hope's Championships her first year, you know, set to go level 10 her next year. And again, from all appearances, she was fine. She was strong. She was healthy. She was, you know, surpassing teammates in the gym. She did not just a normal level nine season, but also competed the whole elite season, which was really long and grueling. And she did exceptionally well. And what's interesting is this gymnast parent actually had inquired about our program um, a couple months back and then never followed through with it. And I think, honestly, it's because everything seemed fine enough, right? And yet something convinced them to start the program and they, you know, chose the program with the one-on-one session option. And as we got into the sessions, I knew that this gymnast was underfueled because I would bet you money that if your kid is training 30 hours a week, they are probably underfueled because number one, lack of appetite. Number two, just simply the logistics. Like when you're training that much every day, it is really difficult just to get in enough nutrition around the training schedule, around the commuting, the food preparation. And then you have, if you have someone who's a picky eater. And so our first session, I was like, oh no, <laughs> this kid is meeting like 50% of her nutrition needs. And the only reason she's been this successful is because she's just an absolute beast. Like she is so incredibly tough. She has such a high pain tolerance. But as we really got into things, this gymnast actually wasn't doing that well. She was tired at the gym. She was sore all the time. She frequently had really bad headaches, you know, if not migraines. And as we're talking through everything, you know, all the red flags are coming up for me of underfueled, underfueled, underfueled. And I would say like most parents who have a gymnast at this age and level where they are kind of these young um, elite track kiddos, you know, often the only nutrition advice parents have gotten is they just have to eat clean, eat clean, eat healthy, count macros, like whatever it is. And the reality is it's just not enough. Like it's just not enough nutrition for them. And so when we get this kid's nutrition dialed in, she just absolutely takes off in terms of her performance skills on beam that she had been trying to get. She nails new skills on bars. She literally nails the very first day of training them. She goes on to developmental 
program or invite camp, you know, kind of elite track camp that we have here in the U.S., and she absolutely crushes it in her training and her physical abilities. She's making impressions on all of these, you know, national team coaches. And the only thing that had changed was her nutrition. And I think that this story is just the perfect example of you don't know what you don't know. And even if she seems fine, there might be some room for improvement that could just help take your gymnast to that next level. And so it's one of my favorite stories that is it's still unfolding, but I just have so much hope for this young, talented, high-level gymnast knowing that she finally is getting enough nutrition to day in, day out support that growth, development, repair, recovery, and adaptation of training. And at that point, she's got it all going on, right? She's got the training, she's got the coaching, she's got the nutrition, she's getting the recovery. And so at this point, we just got to keep her healthy. Like if we keep her healthy and let her do her thing, who knows? I wouldn't be shocked if we see this kid in the Olympics in the next couple of years. The second case study I wanted to share with you was a gymnast who was a four-star recruit. She signed with a D1 university, a full-ride scholarship, and again, from all appearances, wildly successful. Multiple back-to-back um, level 10 nationals qualifier placed on multiple events and all-arounds at nationals over the years. I mean, she was a college shoe-in. She literally had her pick of schools and official visits and all the things, but she actually hadn't been growing and developing as she should have. And at 15 or 16 years old, she actually had never had a period. And so again, from the outside, from a coach's perspective, even a parent perspective, her teammates, there didn't seem anything wrong, right? Like why would you get support for nutrition when your kid is literally winning everything She's got her pick of whatever D1 school she wants to go do gymnastics at on a full ride scholarship. And yet not having a period by 15 or 16 is a big red flag. And so sure enough, you know, my first session, I I review growth charts. We look at nutrition and it's like, oh man, like this kid has been massively underfueled for years. I have no idea how she's not had a major injury, which she actually did. She had kind of a nagging, um, kind of overuse growth plate related injury that she had always dealt with. But again, it's one of those gymnasts where they're just so incredibly tough that it's just not going to keep them out of the sport. Right. And so this gymnast again, like was not eating enough to really support, you know, not just doing her best in the gym, but she was not eating enough to support health. Right. And we know that for every year beyond 16, that a female doesn't have her period, um, they're actually losing bone density and they're losing, you know, part of their potential for like what their maximal bone density will be. And your bones, um, they kind of max out in terms of bone density by the late twenties, thirties, and then it's downhill from there. And so if you get a late start and you're already, you know, dealing with a, a weakened bone density, like that is not going to serve you well when you're 40, 50, 60 years old. So Anyways, this gymnast, even at 15, 16 years old, actually needed to gain weight. Like she needed to gain weight and needed to grow. And over the course of a few months, she, you know, finally got back on her normal growth curve. She gained weight. She gained inches. Most people are terrified of that, especially at 15 or 16 years old when someone is a level 10 and they're that that talented. But here's the deal. It's what her body needed. It's what she needed to be healthy. It's what she needed for normal female, you know, hormonal function. 
and nothing bad happened with her performance. If anything, it was, it was, it was fine. Like she didn't lose her skills from the growth spurt. Nothing became difficult because she was a couple pounds heavier. Um, but actually what's really cool is when I was talking with this gymnast at one point, um, one of my favorite things to do is at the beginning of season, when gymnasts start to put full routines together, if we've been working together for a while, I'll ask them, you know, how do you feel right now in terms of full routines versus this time last year, you know, before we started working together. And I would say almost always a gymnast is able to say, oh my gosh, I feel so much better right now than I did this time last year. I feel so much more prepared for season in the sense of their routine endurance is so much better. They have their skills, like we're not freaking out mid-November. And so that was actually really cool with this kid is, again, from the outside, it looks like everything was fine. And other than not having a period, which is actually a huge deal, um, everything was fine. But again, in the gymnastics world, like if a gymnast doesn't have her period and she's 15 or 16 years old, most people aren't going to bat an eye. And yet when we got this gymnast, you know, back on her growth curve and all signs are pointing towards, you know, puberty and good things happening. Um, she said that I actually do feel so much better this time compared to this time last year. My routine endurance is so much better. My skills look stronger. Um, and I just feel a lot more ready and prepared. And I'm like, see, <laughs> I can't, I can't help, but just kind of grin sheepishly when they tell me these things. Cause I'm like, I knew it. Like, I didn't know what it was going to look like for you, but I know that you weren't getting enough nutrition. And so if your gymnastics is this good when you're under fueled, what could it be if you actually were fueling your body and fueling your recovery? And I think the really sad thing <clears throat> is a lot of the gymnasts that I work with at this age and stage who are 15, 16, 17 years old, a lot of them were elite track gymnasts, but they couldn't do it anymore. Like they dropped back to level 10 because they couldn't handle it. Their bodies couldn't handle it. And it's such a shame to me. Cause I'm like, if you had been properly fueled at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, you probably would have made it to senior elite. You probably would have had a shot at making the national team because you had everything else going for you. But when you're constantly injured or burnt out and your body hurts, like they often just decide it's not worth it. And sometimes it's not worth it, right? Elite is not for everyone, but it's always my goal with the gymnasts that we work with to help them learn to fuel their bodies so that they can have the best shot at reaching their big goals and dreams and their body not get in the way of that. The third case study I want to share with you is the gymnast that we started working with a couple of years ago. And at the time she was a level eight, um, she was pretty good, but like middle of the pack, you know, her, her best performances might get her a fourth place maybe a third place finish, but never first or second and never all around. Had never won an all around in her whole career as a gymnast, like never in compulsory, never in level six, seven, eight. And so this again is another kid where on the outside, there, there wasn't anything wrong. You know, if you have a kid that is in level eight and their scores are pretty good, but they're not winning everything. I think for a lot of parents, they wouldn't necessarily question nutrition. Like if that was happening, I think a lot of parents and coaches would maybe just kind of secretly be like, well, maybe they're just not that great. You know, like maybe this is just kind of the best they can do. And they're never going to be like so-and-so, you know, who's always scoring in the high nines and is always winning everything. And yet when this family started working with us and this kid went from under fuel to fueled, even though they thought they were doing everything right with nutrition, 
This kid's performance just literally went through the roof. In her first year at level nine, she won over half her meets first all around. So this kid went from literally never having won a single meet in her whole life to her first year of level nine, which is usually a disaster for gymnasts. She wins over half of the meets. She qualifies to nationals. She does fabulously. And more importantly, she stays healthy. No injuries, no aches and pains. And so again, like if you had met this family and learned that they were working on nutrition, I think a lot of people would be like, why? Like, there's nothing wrong with your kid. She's not hurt. She, you know, looks like she's doing fine in the gym, yada, yada. But again, you don't know what you don't know. And I think we have so many gymnasts walking around that just have this untapped level of performance that could be available to them if they would learn how to optimize their nutrition to support their performance in recovery. And then sometimes you have gymnasts where it's very clear. They're constantly injured. They're always tired. They're struggling in the gym. They're struggling with strength and power. Like there's definitely gymnasts, which I was one, that it does seem more obvious that they could benefit from nutrition support if you connect the dots together. But then I think there's a lot of other kids where I think just because of the culture, because of the mindset, because of the kind of suck it up, don't show pain, don't show X, Y, Z. Um, I think a lot are actually struggling more than you think, or they just could feel better. And that's really important to me. I always tell my, my college bound gymnast, I'm like, look at this point, you just got to stay healthy. Like when you have verbally committed, you just got to stay healthy for another five or six years to be able to reach your goal of actually competing at the collegiate level. And part of keeping you healthy is the mental side of it and the burnout side. And if you are constantly tired and sore and everything hurts, that is not quality of life. Like you are going to start hating gymnastics. You're going to start hating how much time you spend there. You're going to start dreading every workout. And how do I know that? Because I literally have these kids in my office telling me that I work with gymnasts who are elite gymnasts, who are five-star recruits, four-star recruits. They're the very first ones to sign the, you know, scholarships junior year. And from all appearances, everything's great and hunky-dory and so exciting. And yet if you actually talk to them, they're like, I hate my life. I'm tired of gymnastics. Everything hurts. My coaches drive me crazy. I don't want to go to practice. And I'm like, oh man, like that is not the kind of gymnast that your, you know, soon to be university thinks that they recruited. Like we have to figure out a way to help you feel good in your body. And obviously there's other reasons they hate gymnastics, whether it's the coaches or or whatever, right? But it's like chronic pain. You know, if you live with chronic pain, that just takes a massive toll on your mood, on your emotions, and it's the same thing. And when gymnasts optimize their nutrition, have more energy and feel better. It's like that fog is lifted. And oftentimes gymnastics becomes fun again, instead of just being such a chore and such a grind that they're just simply trying to get through. So with that being said, I hope you find this episode helpful and encouraging. It's my hope that you could be curious, right? You know what they say about assuming, right? I'm not going to tell you, but you know, um, it's dangerous, right? Assuming your gymnast nutrition is fine is one of the number one ways to probably keep them stuck and struggling. You honestly don't know if it's fine or not until proven otherwise. And really the only way to know is having your gymnast work with a sports dietitian where they can do a full nutrition assessment. They can review growth. We can check labs. We can go through their performance in depth and their skills. 
and really tease out, you know, what are the issues related to nutrition? What are issues that maybe aren't? And what can we do together to come up with a plan to help them stay fueled and reach their big goals and dreams? So with that, as always, I am so grateful for you here listening to the podcast. If you find this helpful, we always appreciate if you would leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That is the number one way that you can share this podcast with other gymnast parents out there. And if you're wanting more support, we have information in the show notes about the Balanced Gymnast Program. That is how I work one-on-one with gymnasts. It's for females level five through 10 and elite. And with that, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Gymnast Nutritionist Podcast sponsored by the Balanced Gymnast Method course. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. You can find any links that we mentioned in the show notes of the episode and also how you can work with us. If you're looking to learn to fuel your gymnast for optimal performance without the stress or overwhelm, feel free to email us. If you have any questions, you can reach us at support at christinaandersonrdn.com, share what's going on and we'll get back to you. Or you can learn more about our programs by going to our website, christinaandersonrdn.com slash work with us. Bye for now.